We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is September 28th, 2021. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's going on, man? How are we doing? Well, Jonathan, uh, as you everybody listens to this, we will be six days from preseason beginning. Had media day, if you're listening to this today, yesterday, uh, which we obviously will be spending a majority of today talking about. Um, every, I mean, uh, everything pretty uneventful uh, media day, right? Oh, right, right. I don't think anything happened there. I don't think there. I don't think anybody is tuning into this to, to no, hear what's going on media day. <laughs> Yeah, like Luke said, um, we're, we're going to be talking about Media Day uh, today. Uh, we really appreciate your guys' patience. We didn't have an episode Monday. Just kind of, it was like the dog days, like the last few days of not really having any magic news. So we decided to just push it back one more day so that we could talk about media. But like Luke said, uh, next Monday, October the 4th, 7.30 p.m., the Magic are heading to Boston to take on the Celtics. Luke, if I remember correctly, last year, uh, when we played in Boston, I think it was a preseason game. Mm. I'm pretty sure we that game was like televised, and you were able to, you know, quote unquote, stream it, um, and we were able to watch that game. It was the the Celtics, um, like their team's uh, yeah. broadcast, but you know that, that's better than nothing. So uh, we'll yep. really be looking forward to to hopefully watching that game uh, next week. So we're going to talk about Media Day. Uh, obviously, uh, the last couple of days leading up to Media Day. Um, there's been a lot of conversation and you know kind of controversy surrounding Jonathan Isaac and um, you know his comments um, allegedly in a Rolling Stone article uh, that was talking about you know unvaccinated players and, and kind of you know what they are and we'll we'll get more into that. Um, I, actually, Luke, I think we should probably address that before we play the audio, kind of what the article like addressed and kind of what he was referring you know, to allegedly yeah. said. Yeah. So. In this Rolling Stone article, um, you know, it's talking about the fact that you know Jonathan Isaac on this uh, there was so there was a call 
Um, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but that the uh, NBPA put together the National Basketball Players Association, and they were talking about COVID protocols and basically how um, a league-wide vaccination mandate was, quote-unquote, a non-starter. And we talked about this on, on Shoot the Shot last week. We didn't really go into a ton of detail about it. Um, but basically, it's saying that Jonathan Isaac was one of the more outspoken players um, in terms of being unvaccinated, the, the um Article quotes him as saying he was uh, unvaccinated, that he was proudly unvaccinated. Uh, the article also goes on to say that Jonathan Isaac, um, you know, came to his conclusion on his vaccination status by researching Black history and watching uh, Donald Trump press conferences, which doesn't, you know, really goes without saying. Very polarizing uh, thing. Um, you know, Jonathan Isaac basically got painted as this like almost like alt-right, like lunatic um, all over Twitter. And people took this article um, and ran with it. So a lot of people, for some reason, Luke, they they didn't think Jonathan Isaac was even going to show up to media day. People were surprised that he was going to show up and speak on this, which is I thought was kind of funny. But um, we're going to play the audio of Jonathan Isaac's basically opening you know, statement and questions uh, around his vaccination status. I think there were two or three questions asked before the ball got rolling uh, surrounding his vaccination status. Luke, he got like a question about like how's the knee doing? Uh, you know, what are you looking forward to with the team this year? And then from that point, like I think he did like eleven or twelve minutes of media availability, and the last like nine minutes and forty seconds of it were just questions about his vaccination status. So we'll go ahead, um, play that audio, uh, and, and then Luke, we'll we'll kind of just get into you know uh, what we think here. Jonathan, Jamie Say, WKMG. I'm wondering if you can comment on the Rolling Stone article and your comments that appeared on that about you not getting a vaccination, um, why you don't want to get a vaccination, mm -hmm. and were, were you misquoted in that article? I, I would just I would start by saying that that I, I was pretty badly um, misrepresented um, in the Rolling Stone article, uh, and and because of that, I can understand. Anyone who may say they don't uh, transparently or overtly trust um, the media. Uh, in, in a frustrated tweet yesterday, I had noted that uh, true journalism was dying. Um, and to that, I would say that I appreciate every single one of you, uh, those that try their best to um, correctly um, uh, share the thoughts, the ideas, and the, the heart of the people that they're asking questions of. Uh, I'm, I'm not anti-vax. I'm not anti-medicine. I'm not anti uh, science. I didn't come to my current vaccination status by studying black history or watching Donald Trump press conferences. I have nothing but the utmost respect for every health care um, worker and person in Orlando and all across the world that have worked tirelessly to keep us safe. Uh, my mom has worked in health care for a really long time. Um, I thank God I'm grateful that I live in a society where vaccines are possible and we can uh, uh, protect ourselves and have the means to protect ourselves for the first in the first place. Um, but with that being said, it is my belief that the, the vaccine status of every person should be their own choice um, and completely up to them without the without bullying, without being pressured or without being forced into doing so. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm uncomfortable with taking the vaccine at this time. I think that we're all different. We all come from different places. We've all have had different experiences and hold dear to different beliefs. And uh what it is that you do with your body when it comes to putting medicine in there uh, should be your choice, um, free of the ridicule and the opinion of others. 
All right, so that was Jonathan Isaac's kind of opening statements. Again, he went for about nine minutes in total talking about his vaccination status. But Luke, what are your thoughts about this? You know, entire um, you know instance, the article, Jonathan Isaac's response, the hate on social media, all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to start by saying I myself am vaccinated. Um, I will also say that done based on research that I've done for myself, um, I you know. You know, I'm in the camp of I, I think that if you're able to, you should get vaccinated. Now, with that being said, I'm not going I wasn't one of the people on Twitter yesterday questioning Jonathan Isaac's legitimacy um, in terms of his sanity. I wasn't you know, saying the team should trade him, which, by the way, y'all are stupid for that. Um, and, and just all those crazy things that we were hearing yesterday. I never fell in that camp. The only thing that I did was give him the benefit of the doubt because I said, this is, and you said the same thing, Jonathan, that article was written with a lot of assumptions. There was like, you know, that, that he was, you know, proudly unvaccinated, uh, which as you guys have just heard, he, and you know, if you heard, listen to that availability, the full nine minutes, he goes on to say, I am not proudly unvaccinated. Um, I never said that. I'm not the type of person that would say that even if I was. Um, and so I think that there was just a lot of, you know, things that it's just, we, we live in absolutes, Jonathan. And, um, you know, you, you have to be one way or the other. And, um, I, I don't think that, that Jonathan, I think Jonathan Isaac first and foremost handled this incredibly, Jonathan. Uh, I think that his answers were great. It's the same thing. I mean, it doesn't shouldn't surprise anybody that he handled it well with poise. Everybody coming at him, attacking him for uh, for things that he said, and you know the article, and even his direct quotes and things that he's you know stood for in the past. People come at him, and he's always very um, just mild mannered. Here's what I think, and here's why. Let's move on. And they ask him another question. I mean, he got bombarded. I felt really bad for him today, but. You know, it is kind of what comes with being with you know an NBA player. Um, I mean, I I think the world of JI, uh, even though we differ on the stance of vaccination, um, and and that's you know he he's a player in the organization, and I really hope that we get to see him develop into be you know being a really great basketball player. Yeah, so there's a couple of things that I want to address. Um, first thing I'll say is if you haven't watched the you know the entire nine minute you know, clip, like go watch that. I want everybody to form their own opinion on this. Now I wasn't going to get into like, you know, my vaccination status or your vaccination status, but maybe for the sake of people understanding our perspective, maybe, maybe that is, you know, beneficial to share. So I'm also vaccinated. I've been vaccinated, um, like fully vaccinated since like the middle of June. So, um, when I, when I talk about, you know, whether or not people should have like the right to, um, you know, be vaccinated or, you know, choose for themselves or whatever. I'm also coming from a place where like somebody asked me, Hey, should I get vaccinated? I would tell you, well, you need to form your own opinion on that and decide Mm -hmm. for yourself. But yeah, like me personally, the reason that I got it is because I don't, I didn't want COVID. Now I'm one of the people who have been vaccinated and I still ended up getting COVID. Would I still get vaccinated? Yeah, I would, but I was unlucky enough to still catch COVID. So I kind of understand you know, people's concerns um, as it pertains to that. Now, what you were talking about, people just going off of the rails, like all over Jonathan Isaac, calling him basically a terrible human being. Right. And I like there's so many ridiculous things Selfish. that I saw. Yeah. People talking, like trying to bring up his knee injury and saying he didn't trust medicine and all these kinds of things. Just really outlandish, like ridiculous things that you just shouldn't wish on another human being, regardless of what you think of their, you know, political views or views on vaccination, things like that. 
Um, but when I when I read that article, I was just like, this is not the Jonathan Isaac that we have followed and, and have rooted for the last three or four years. We've heard him speak at length multiple times. He's come on the podcast, spoken at length multiple times. Um, it just, something wasn't adding up. I was like, this doesn't match up with anything that I've seen out of Jonathan Isaac. Um, so my whole thing was, one, trying to go into the arena of Twitter and have this conversation right now when emotions were so high and people were really upset about it, it wasn't going to solve anything. And then I also wanted to wait and give him the opportunity to address this, and then I would make my conclusion. So I've made that conclusion today. Now, do I necessarily agree? Um, you know, again, he's not vaccinated. I am vaccinated. So yeah, that you know, I disagree with. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm an epidemiologist and I know about you know vaccination and, and natural immunity and everything like that. What I will say, and like you talked about, we live in a, an era of absolutes. We need to let people make their own decisions. And if you disagree with that, you can engage in discourse if you're looking to persuade someone one way or the other. But the way that 99% of people are going about this is the wrong way. Jonathan Isaac alluded to it today. He said, you know, the way that people are coming at me about this is not the way to get somebody to change their mind to do what you necessarily want them to do. Right. Um, but I just thought it was incredibly disingenuous, um, just outright irresponsible um, for this guy to, you know, put a lot of the things that he put um, into this article that, again, Jonathan Isaac just flat out came out denied. Um, I think it's a real problem because right now what happens in social media is somebody shares something that's really polarizing, whether it's the truth or not, it gets spread like wildfire. And then when the truth actually comes out, it gets shared probably like one-tenth of the lie that was spread. And right. I really think, unfortunately, now the damage is probably done. Uh, yeah. You know, with a, a lot of people when it comes to Jonathan Isaac, um, for some reason, Jonathan Isaac standing for the national anthem uh, last year at the bubble was brought up when it comes to the vaccination status. In my opinion, the two have absolutely nothing to do with each other. I didn't nah. see the, the, the benefit to bringing that up other than just driving uh, negative emotions towards Jonathan Isaac that people probably already had. Um, but it's sad because I, I've seen a lot of people that I, I really respect um, or respected, I should say, mm. say some really nasty things about Jonathan Isaac. And this is the last thing that I will say. Yeah. And I tweeted this out. Um, if you are an Orlando Magic fan, regardless of what you think on about Jonathan Isaac's stance on vaccination status, once you've watched that nine-minute video today and you compare that to the Rolling Stone article, it should really, really, really piss you off that somebody so intentionally tried to um, like defame Jonathan Isaac and, and what people think of him. Because I thought the same thing. When I read that article, I was like, if this is true, mm-hmm. this is a terrible look for J.I. And he's, yeah. he's coming off a little bit delusional, a little bit right. crazy. And that's going to be so many people's opinion of Jonathan Isaac now for the rest of time, no matter what happens. And I think that's really unfortunate because he, like, I, I try to keep our bias out of it because he's come on the show, but he really is just such a good kid. And even Philip Rossman Reich, who I know from Orlando Magic Daily, I know doesn't agree with Jonathan Isaac's vaccination status. But when all this stuff came out, he was even still saying, like, Jonathan Isaac is a good person. Let's not right. try to make this out to be he's some type of terrible person because yeah. that is not the case. He might just be misinformed or whatever the case may be that you think about his his status. But, um, yeah, just really, really unfortunate. But, again, Kudos to Jonathan Isaac for coming out, taking everything on the chin, fielding the questions, um, not getting defensive, 
just answering the questions for what they are. People that are thinking that maybe um, you know he's kind of walking things back or trying to smooth things over. I don't think that's the case at all. You, myself, Kevin, before uh, media day today, we talked about how Jonathan Isaac might come down and double down on this stuff if that's really what he believes. Yeah. Because that's the kind of guy that he is. So, Luke, it's really unfortunate. Um, I hope we can all move past it. One one last thing. I know that I said that was the last thing. I know there are a lot of people that are concerned about him potentially missing games because of right. this, because of you know the mandates in San Francisco and in New York City. Um, right now, the way that the the rule is in those uh, cities, it does not apply to visiting players. Yeah. So now, if people are concerned about Jonathan Isaac getting COVID and missing time, that's one thing. Um, but his lack of vaccination in itself right now would not cause him to miss games. So let's just uh, get that out. But let's yep. move on. It's over. It's upsetting, but good on J.I. I think he did a great job uh, really addressing all that stuff. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Luke, we're going to um things are going to be a little bit more lighthearted uh the rest of the episode here. So so one thing um because I got I'm curious about one thing. Give me one second, Luke. What is he doing? Because <laughs> I was just a little bit curious oh. on, on how the world treats the millionaires. Oh, you know what I'm saying? This what's guy the, what's went the and got the, the Chuma glasses. Um, oh. You like them? You like I, 
Yeah. I plan to do this before all this stuff happens. So like we're really going from one extreme <laughs> to the other. It kind of put a damper it's like going on from it's like going from JI's interview to his immediate availability to Rolos. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Kind of yeah. what this is like. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think of these though? You think I look all right? I think I kind of look like like the blind Muppet. Isn't that what, like, Ozzy Osbourne, didn't he also wear those type of glasses? That's fitting, because that's my last name. Spelled a little bit differently, but... It's a little uh, different. The yeah, so, these shades are... I, I don't think they're for me. Mm. I don't know. You guys You guys in the comments on the YouTube video, let me know what you think of the shades. There's very few people, I think, who pull that off, Jonathan. Yeah? Like, Russell Westbrook, maybe. Right. But I think the list might end close to there. So, I'm not one of them, is what you're, you're saying. You're not. <laughs> you're not one of them. Okay. <laughs> All right, Luke. So today, Chuma Okiki, um, as just I thought you were about to go into ever. a whole other topic and keep those glasses on. I really hope when this Chuma no, no, segment's no. over, those come off. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll take them off. All right. All right. So we're back. All right. Chuma Okiki. Um, so basically, Jeff Weltman, he led off Media Day. It's mm-hmm. like three hours long. It was so awesome to just sit there and, and see these guys who we haven't seen in a few months, listen to them talk. But Jeff Weltman kind of, you know, started off media day and he kind of let it slip that Chuma um, is dealing with a right hip bruise. There's not a lot of information on how it happened, uh, but basically said he's going to be limited um, to start camping. And Chuma said, you know, he's going to be a little bit limited, but he's starting to feel, you know, he's starting to feel pretty good. He's uh, starting to feel, you know, more confident and and everything like that. But um, definitely hoping, you know, that the injury is not too serious, you know, that he's going to be able to, you know, start the year and. Um, yeah, just Chuma as goofy as ever, you know, was asked, you know, how he feels going into the season. He goes, you know what? He's like, it feels like it was just last season. It was my rookie year. He's like, well, I guess cause it was, <laughs> but yeah, just, just classic Chuma. Um, yeah. Right. Hip bruise, not overly concerned, but like after the year that we just went through Luke with all the injuries, like we're not off to a really hot start. No, no, I, I would rather have, you know, gone into training camp, everybody healthy, Every everybody good to go, but instead we're already dealing with with bruises, bumps yeah. and bruises, bumps and bruises. Um, you know, from what we've heard, you know, the last few days there was a, a David Aldridge, um, article that came out on the Athletic talking about how Jonathan Isaac isn't going to be cleared, you know, really for full contact for training camp. Markel Fultz is still a bit behind him, which makes sense. You know, Jonathan Isaac tore his ACL like five months before Markel did. Yeah. Um, now Jonathan is taking a little bit longer than you know we had anticipated originally and hoped for, um, but it seems like the possibilities of those guys being ready for the start of the season is like, I don't know. My hope for that is is pretty much out the door, Luke. I, I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I mean, Markel. I, I believe it was his in hit. You were way more in tune to media day than I was. Um, as far as it sounded like with Markel. I mean, they were very, very, very clearly said that, you know, there's not a timetable. Yeah. Which is like, hey, TikTok guys, what do you mean there's not a timetable? We're we're rapidly approaching the start of the season. And now it feels like we probably won't even, you know, we won't get to see, you know, Markel or J.I. even surprise us by playing yeah. in a preseason game near the end. Well, I have to say, um, so I, I messaged J.I. today, um, you know, just to kind of, you know, see how he was doing and tell him that I thought he did a great job handling all that stuff. Mm. Um, basically to tell him, like, fans are really frustrated because we got, like, two basketball questions, and then it was just all about COVID. Yeah. And nobody got to ask him, like, how's your shot looking, da-da-da, all this kind of stuff. What, you know, part of your games have you been working on? 
So I let him know, like, hey, fans are, you know, frustrated that we didn't really get to hear too much basketball stuff today. And he said, well, I'll be back soon. And he also commented on uh, one of Oscar from the Magic Report. Um, you know, Oscar had posted about Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. And Jonathan commented and said, I'll be back soon. So mm. hopefully that means he's going to be back sooner or later. With Markel, I think it's a lot harder to tell because he's just, you know, right now, like, Eight, like in a few weeks, he'll be nine months from the the ACL. So that makes sense that it's going to be a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the great thing that we heard about Markel and Markel is just always, you know, so positive and just such a fun listen whenever he, you know, he's talking to the media. Um, he talked about how he's had the opportunity with the ACL and the rehab to work on a lot of things that he normally wouldn't be able to work on throughout the course of the season. And one of the things that he talked about was that he's really been working on his shot mechanics, which is going to be a big deal. You know, we've talked at length on this show a million times about how that's that's kind of the golden ticket for Markel is if the jump shot comes around, and that's really the whole thing. Like he's got to rebuild his shot mechanics from that thoracic outlet syndrome to try to get back to the shooter that he was at Washington. And if the mechanics look a lot better. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago that it wasn't really going to be so much the numbers at first. It was just going to be the way that the shot looks. And then yeah. as the repetitions come, hopefully the numbers will come along as well. So I found that pretty interesting as well, Luke. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a lot of things to kind of, kind of take, um, you know, as far as Markel, man, there's only so much we can say that we haven't already said when it comes to him and it's obvious, right? I mean, we, we want the shot to be good. Uh, we want the form to be even better. We hope that he comes along nicely with that shot because if he doesn't, there's a lot of room for other guards on the team to kind of surpass Markel. Um, but we would love to see Markel succeed and continue to have, you know, a guard, you know, essentially competitive guards throughout the rest of the year. And even in the next, you know, couple of years, um, what were you going to say, Jonathan? I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, okay. I was I just you were smacking my lips. I was just smacking those lips, eh? Just um, think about Markel's jump shot. My oh, mouth's watering. Oh, okay. Um, so we're gonna. Are you good with moving on? Is there? We can move on. Let's talk Mo Bamba. Yeah, yeah. So, so Mo Bamba comes to the podium and mm-hmm. just looking absolutely yoked. Are Are we doing this again, Jonathan? We, oh my gosh! Really? The, the yes. whole Mo Bamba yoked thing. Well, I mean, I think it's okay. That's just an observation. I think what's so much more important is him talking about, like, Jamal Mosley and how he said, like, he one of his quotes today is, um, one of his quotes from today was the fact that um, Jamal Mosley is underrated in terms of his ability to, like, connect with players. That he's really yeah. underrated at the NBA level. But Mo said this summer what he's really been working on is his um, conditioning, uh, his yeah. ability to finish around the rim. And he said that it, it was a big deal to him because he – you know, kept hearing people talk about the fact how, oh, he didn't have a healthy offseason, you know, right. the first year or, or the second year. And now, you know, he's going into, you know, his third, this is going to be, yeah, this is his fourth season. Yep. So this is going to be his third offseason. And how now he's he's realized how big of a deal that is and how much um, it's a big deal to kind of get into, um, you know, a routine, uh, you know, over the offseason, right. how he feels like that's really um, allowed him to, to build his game. So we don't have to spend a lot of time talking about how Buffy is. I mean, he does look good. Obviously, he's been working on his body, but more so I was encouraged by him talking about the conditioning, working around the rim. You know, it, it feels like he's becoming more confident, and it, it feels like, you know, we saw the video of him working out with Coach Mosley, you know, two seconds basically after the Mosley hire. 
and it seems like they have a you know a pretty good relationship so far. Yeah, and that's the one thing that you know a lot of people kept talking about when they framed their questions today at media uh, media day. They they kept framing it as, you know, Mo is going into his fourth year. I mean, he is essentially the. When we talked about it with Ji. Essentially, this team got flipped on its head in terms of the age, the age of the team, right? The average age. Mo now steps into a leadership role. If Mo, obviously, Mo's got a lot to handle before he is the number one outspoken motivating leader that he can be because i think his play on the floor needs to kind of resemble that kind of attitude but i think we're on the we're on the right path with mo i hope that mo becomes that player i love that he's getting a full off season to get into a routine um that was one thing i did want to touch on was you know like you like you already said right he's not really had an off season that was normal there hasn't been a normal even this season wasn't normal he had a whole new coach he had a, you know, they drafted, you know, two more younger guys that, you know, and, and but the good thing is he's been able to, you know, get a, a rhythm, get a routine under his belt for this offseason. He has a coach that seems to believe in him. Um, I th- think that there's a lot of good that can come out of, you know, Mo Bamba's situation still, even going into his fourth year. Because, I mean, you, you look around and Mo Bamba going into his fifth year, you're going to have a solid opinion on Mobamba. You're going to say a year from now, Jonathan, you you are going to if, if he is still on the team and let's say he had a great year or a bad year, you're going to be able to to tell me I have a, a formed opinion on Mobamba officially. Here's what they should do qualifying offer coming up. Here's what needs to happen. We'll know one way or the other. So um, it's a big it is the biggest season of anybody else, in my opinion, on this team. There is is no nobody else has a bigger season coming up than Mo Bamba does in terms of how important it is to him. And a lot of fans are, are sharing you know, your sentiment. People are saying, you know, he says the right things all the time. But like we really need to see it in action this season. Now, you talk about how, you know, potentially at the end of the year, he's going to either be signing with a new team or maybe, you know, signing a, another deal with the Magic. Wendell Carter today uh, was asked, you know, kind of about his, you know, contract situation and everything like that. And he basically said, you know, I'm going to let my agents handle that. If I start worrying about that, that takes me away from what we need to worry about on the floor. He said, but, you know, I love the city. I love Orlando. I love my teammates. You know, I want to be here for a long time. So it's always good to know that a a guy, you know, wants to be here. But for, like you said, it's a huge, nobody, um, this season isn't, um, more important to anyone, I think, than Mo Bamba. You know, that's I think that's basically what you're saying. Like, it's it's make or break time. You know, for Mo, I think even if it doesn't work out here, he'll probably get another shot somewhere else. But like, I feel like this is his last chance to like really cement himself as a starter um, in yeah. Orlando. If it doesn't happen this year, I, I, this I think is, he's probably this is gone. his. He's had injury. He's had all of those things. Mo stays healthy this year. This is his lone excuse free season this is a prove it year for Mo Bamba yeah and 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 it needs to happen and when I say you know it's it's pivotal for his career it's most important to him uh no I I really do mean of all the players on this team he has the most important season of all of them and for Magic fans he should have the most important season for for all of us um this is a guy that the Magic drafted this is this is a guy that has grown up has bulked up and now he just 
he just needs to have an outstanding season and show the Magic fans that he's got what it takes to be a starting caliber center in the league because right now, it's no surprise, nobody right now really thinks that he could do that right now. Yes, very, very important year for Mo Bamba. Another guy who's about to have an important year for the Magic is our rookie, number mm. fifth pick overall in the NBA draft, Jalen Suggs. Um, obviously, it's his rookie year. He wants to get off to a great start. Um, obviously, out of Jalen, everyone knows he's very, very likable. Uh, with with Jalen, I think he's been asked like the same questions so many times over the past couple of months. We didn't really get too much new out of Jalen that we haven't already heard. Like obviously, you know, his uh his arrival, uh, him and and Franz, you know, when they were brought to Orlando right after the draft, which uh, I believe there's a, a new all access video. Uh, kind of behind the scenes of their arrival in Orlando. That's up on the Magic's YouTube channel if you guys haven't checked that out yet. But, um, you know, he was on, like, road tripping, you know, with Channing Frye. Um, it was a lot of know, fun. Uh, Richard Anderson. Great episode. There was Richard actually Jefferson. some really good stuff in that if you guys haven't checked that out. They throw a little bit of shade at Orlando, but, you know, they. I think they... Uh, You'll you know, get they, over they, it. It's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> a lot of it is is kind of true, unfortunately, but... um. I, yeah. I, yeah, and the one thing I wanted to add, Jonathan, kind of talking about Jalen and um, wanted to kind of wrote, you know, talk about that road trip and podcast and also um, kind of talk, mention uh, Jamal Mosley and what he talked about as well. So it, it all comes together. It comes full circle, right? Someone asked, uh, I don't remember who it was. Someone asked Jamal Mosley, Coach Mosley, they said, what is it, what do you consider, what needs to happen for it to be? deemed a successful season for the for the young guys for the rookies um and 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 so he went on to say just that they learn how to be a professional there's there's 82 games plus a postseason right and and that's what also Richard Jefferson and Channing Frye really harped on was this season needs to be about getting in a rhythm understanding that you're not going to just play 30 to 35 games like college this isn't this isn't college anymore you know, you've got 82 games and you need to get in a rhythm and you need to just that that's what the first season is all about. And that's what Mosley said, too. Right. I mean, he said that these guys just need to learn to be professionals. And a huge part of that is learning how to manage those 82 games, because, you know, uh, you know, Suggs talked about that in the uh, road trip podcast. He was like, man, he was like, I know it's 82 games, but until you really sit down with it and you, you know, put yourself in the shoes of an NBA player like he is. And you say, man, I got a, I got a game on the 18th. I got a game on the 19th. I got a game on the 21st. I got a game on the 24th. Like he's like going through it in his head, and it's like you could realize in real time with Jalen Suggs how yeah. cr- crazy that season is. So I, I think that was kind of my, really, that's just my takeaway for Suggs. Um, we've heard it all in terms of questions for Jalen Suggs, and um, that's kind of just where I'm at. He just needs to really use this year to sharpen his skills and get used to what it means to be a professional. Well, Jeff Weltman, um, kind of in his opening, you know, the the media day, he was also asked what he was going to consider a successful season. He said growth, development, learning. Mm-hmm. Now, last year, Jeff Weltman was asked what does a successful season look like, and he talked yeah. about making the playoffs and advancing <laughs> in the playoffs. So it shows you the the draft, you know, the drastic difference between last year and this year, and kind of the expectations of the franchise. Now, there were plenty of people that. We're asking, you know, all the players about, you know, making the playoffs and all the guys said the right things like, oh, we might really surprise people. We're going to go out and give our all, you know, every single night. Da, da, da. The main thing that I took from um, not only um, Jalen, but also uh, Coach Mosley was asked 
Um, you know, what what does Coach Mosley think about starting a rookie on opening night, or perhaps even you know multiple rookies? And uh, Coach Mosley basically said that you know it's it's far too early uh, to to look at that um, right now. It's too early to tell. And then when Jalen was asked about that, Jalen gave basically the best answer that you could hope for him out of a rookie. He said, you know, I don't really think about that, but that's something that you have to earn. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't expect that to be handed to me. I don't want that handed to me. I want to earn that if that's the case. He goes on to say, basically, I'm, I'm not too worried about starting or not. I know I'm going to be on the floor. I know I'm going to be contributing. But everything that you want to hear, you know, out of your rookie, you know, out of Jalen Suggs. And then the uh, the press conference or the availability with, with Franz and, and with Mo Wagner you know, they were kind of, they were grouped together. They did like their availability together, which was pretty cool. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me from that was Mo Wagner was talking about how he and Franz have never, ever really played on the same team. Mm. So how they're both really looking forward to that. But he was very complimentary of his younger brother talking about, you know, how he can tell it's so easy for other guys to play on the floor with him. And, uh, you know, that he, he's looking forward for the, the two of them to share this experience um, kind of together. And then one of the other things uh, that I wanted to to talk about um, was basically every player, um, you know, they were asked about uh, what they're most excited for this season, and every guy brought up the team's chemistry. Yeah. So I think it was Cole that was asked about it first. Right. And he, you know, they were talking about the trip to Charleston and kind of who put that together, and they, they call that the Chuck, you yeah. know, referring to Charleston. And it got brought up that Jonathan Isaac was kind of the guy that put that whole trip together. Um, and every everybody brought that up, Luke. Um, that was one of the things, not kind of like an individual basis, but just kind of looking at the whole scope of, of Media Day, kind of big picture. That was a big takeaway for me that in years past, you know, it felt like guys, you know, liked each other, but it didn't really feel like they like really liked each other and hung out. You and everybody it, talked about that. Yeah, they didn't feel like they loved each other. You know, right. and that's kind of weird now that we've said it like that. But mm-hmm. um yeah, it it just it, it feels really really different. They all talk about hanging out together and how great the few days were in Charles Charleston. Not so much the basketball stuff, but just really getting to know one another. And you know, they've talked about how they all kind of hang out and kick it off of the floor, which is yeah. important. Steve Clifford said, you know, that stuff really isn't that important. <laughs> I I think for a young team, it is important. Oh, yeah. Maybe not for a veteran team when everybody's got their own lives and they've got they've got families, wives and yeah. families and everything. But for a young team, I feel like that's very important, especially when it comes to like managing egos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, that was another thing. You know, I, I'm obviously not getting back into the JI vaccination stuff, but there was people that you know post questions. Cared. To, there was there was people that quote post questions to us. Yeah, exactly. They posed questions to us about it. They said it on Twitter. You know, oh, I hope the J.I. stuff doesn't really mess up the chemistry of the team. Y'all think that in Charleston, when J.I. had just, you know, arranged the whole trip and everything or brought up the idea of it, at least um, it came from him. Do you think on the trip that they were sitting around being, you know, talking about vaccination statuses and how mad they were that J.I. wasn't vaccinated? No. The the biggest thing you you guys talk about chemistry and if this is going to kind of put um you know a hard you know essentially a strain on their relationships it seems like it, it it hasn't done that at all it hasn't impacted them whatsoever it seems uh cole talked about it he said you know we might not agree but i respect you know his decision and guess what jonathan it's all because uh you know they know each other right it's it's just like me and you if you differed on the vaccine i'd be like i mean you made that you came to that decision right so right. So that that's all there is, man, and 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 so I think if anything, this team hurts without Jonathan Isaac. B, 
being on the team, not just because of on the play, you know, on the court play, um, X's and O's, physical abilities, but mainly because of chemistry. J.I. is a leader, whether you guys think he's, you know, uh, delusional or not. He's a leader. And these guys all, you know, they all believe in each other and they do love each other. I mean, that is really what it feels like right now. Um, And we've been saying that. But that's just kind of what stood out to me, Jonathan, from Cole's press conference was him saying, I think that was J.I.'s idea. You know, and to come to think of yeah. it, I think he's the one that really kind of you know, spurred the idea. So I really... And R.J. Hampton echoed that. Yeah, so so that's the thing, man. I mean, I'm not discouraged at all about um, any of the J.I. stuff that's come out because I don't think it has affected the team. If anything, it's just proven that these guys are going to go to bat for one another and, and show their support, you know, and, and that does say a lot, especially for young guys, right? Their emotions run high, but at the end of the day, they're supporting one another and they understand their goal is to make the playoffs. They said that as well. You know, our goal is to make the playoffs and... I think they they know what they need to do to make it happen, and it all starts with chemistry. Guys, autumn is in the air, the pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming, if you know what I'm saying. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth-generation performance package. Boys, get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to Manscaped for 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6. That's S-I-X-T-H, manscaped.com. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. If you're looking to cozy up this fall, this trimmer is essential. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Plus, it's waterproof. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. Everyone knows pumpkin spice lattes and ball deodorant go hand in hand. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6. That's S-I-X-T-H at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Yeah, Luke, I think the last thing, um, you know, really that I have to say, and it kind of, you know, it's going back to J.I., is if you contrast, you know, kind of the team's, re- you know, reaction and response to what's going on with J.I., you compare that to what happened in the bubble, I feel like it's it's right. really like the same thing. People thought like, oh, his teammates must hate him, blah, 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 when he didn't, you know, kneel for the anthem and everything like that. And guy after guy after guy came out and said, we know J.I., we know he's a great guy, we love him, we support him, that's his decision, blah, blah, blah. Same exact thing. Yeah. Cole Anthony said, hey, I might agree with him, I might not agree with him, that's not mm-hmm. important, he's still my teammate, I'm going to support him through thick and thin, and you know stuff like that, You know the whole, I mean, a couple other guys were asked about it, and they just kind of echoed that. You see you know, Jalen Suggs you know, posting pictures of him and J.I. to his Instagram story later on, so people, I, I don't think it's necessarily fair to question whether or not this is hurting the team's chemistry the one thing i will concede is that is it's an unwanted distraction yeah when everyone's you know focusing on you know getting on the floor and you know that this is not something that you want to have to deal with but you know people you tweeted out people want athletes and basketball players to talk about their opinion yeah until it's something that they don't agree with right. and then it's kind of right back to the point like you know just shut up and dribble like you shouldn't be talking about this 
yeah. like you know you, you don't know what you're talking about all these other things exactly and yeah. maybe it's not 100 ex- percent fair to you know to compare the two but um you know i think just in our society it, it has to go both ways you know you you can't be hypocritical when it comes to things like this if you want people to speak their mind and about things that they believe you have to have room for people to say things that you don't necessarily agree with you know and again i don't want to make it seem like i'm an expert on all this stuff like you know natural immunity and you know and things right. like that but i don't know how you even if you disagree how you listen to like the 9 minute thing with ji and then just come to a conclusion that he has no idea what he's talking about he's a complete idiot that this is just thoughtless and you know all these other things but yeah let's and, not get wrapped up into that again right yeah and and that's the that's the thing right and that's kind of my last point um and it's a life lesson right I mean, it's something that you're going to learn in life that there are battles that you will have to pick and choose from. There's there's battles that, you know, in a marriage that you have to pick and choose from, as Jonathan puts on his Chumo Kiki glasses. Um, but, you know, there's battles in a marriage and a, and a friendship and all that stuff. The Magic team, magic teammates have chosen that this is just not worth it, you know? And, and you know, if they were to shoot J.I. down, I mean, who knows, that might, you know, take the wind out of J.I.'s sails, and he never wants to share an opinion again. And just in life, that's not a, a good thing to live by. You, you don't need to tear others down because they don't believe the same as you. Um, so I, I really, I was really encouraged by Media Day today. I think it was a lot of fun. I think a lot of good came out of it. Uh, and I'm really ready to see this team on the floor next Monday. We've got two preseason games next week, Luke. Again, the Magic will take on the Celtics um, on Monday. And then they'll be in New Orleans on Wednesday to take on the Pelicans. I'm really nervous. We usually don't get to watch these games. I don't know why we can't just take like a like a DSLR and, you know, hook it up <laughs> to a laptop and stream the game on like Facebook or something like that so people can watch the game. It's 2021. I don't really understand like there shouldn't be any technological, you know, um issues with being able to make this happen. I don't even care if we have any audio at all. I just want to see the game. So I don't know why that is still an issue, why we can't watch these preseason games. I know people would watch them. If you want to, the TV networks want to sell advertising and everything like that during the games, they would have no problem doing it. So that's my last little mini rant, Bally Sports Florida. We just want to be able to watch the preseason games, man. I know we'll probably be able to watch like the last one or two as Bally Sports will do like their dress rehearsal for the season. But but yeah, I feel like I kind of look, you know, like, if I if I took these off, like it's like like the Morpheus glasses, you know what I'm saying from mm. the Matrix. Mm. But yeah, I I understand why I'm kind of feeling these. I gotta I gotta tell you, th- this might be a regular regular occurrence on the pod. I hope not. I gotta say, I hope not. Well, all right, I probably won't wear them because now you made me feel bad. So I hope you're happy about uh, sunglass shaming me. So yep. All right, guys, Magic Basketball is back this week. We actually have games. We'll be back to talk about the games la- uh, next week. Thank you guys for being patient with us this week as we wanted to talk about all this media day. Um, let's just all just get along. This should be a fun season, even if it's not filled with wins. Let's focus on development, growth, fundamentals, all these things that, that Jeff Weltman talked about, and let's enjoy the season, folks. So uh, for Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. Let me take off these glasses. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. 
It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.